Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hollywood Tales Podcast. This is the podcast that reveals... What's up, Jake? Jake, one of the owners, just walked in. Uh, where we reveal a secret, dark, funny, interesting Hollywood tales. It could be with a celebrity influencer. It could be with a movie star. It could be with an athlete. It could be with a producer. It could be anything Hollywood related. This is what we talk about. But first... We like to talk about our guests that are here, and today we have one of my good friends. I've known him for almost 30 years. Marcus Redman is with us. What's up, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. This is, uh, this is cool. This is, this is very <laughs> cool. I've never been here <clears throat> It's very cool. You know, I, I should have gotten in the podcast uh, business years ago, but I thought to myself, oh, that's just for people that are 50 and washed up. <laughs> and here I am, 51, and washed up <laughs> so i decided let's start a podcast both, <laughs> no no we'll, t- we'll get into what you're doing in a minute but um well we record all of our podcasts right here uh, out of the jam in the van studios if you've never been it's a really cool spot in west la um <clears throat> right on motor avenue between uh pico and venice boulevard it's called jam in the van you can go to the website jam go to their youtube uh, Jam in the Van, they basically have a tour bus that was renovated into a recording studio, and so many great artists have recorded uh, inside of that studio. So, um, And then they have live music, and they started comedy during the pandemic. Uh, their old space, they were doing comedy and, and music, and then um, they outgrew it, and they moved into this space, which I think I told you is an ex-rehab center. Right. <clears throat> which is interesting because now we're back here smoking weed and drinking. So, <laughs> There's whiskey in there. so uh, anyway, come check it out. In the meantime, let's get into you, uh, into you, man. I've known Marcus Redman two thirds of my life. We met, we met in acting class that our back then mutual friend Vince Vaughn. Was it? Was it acting yeah. class? Yeah. Yep. Well, no. Remember Cliff Osmond? No, I remember Cliff, but I I thought we met before. Uh, no, no. I thought you came down to Ros- Rosmore place. Uh, if I if if I remember, maybe it was some something like that. But I remember Vince Vaughn saying, "Hey, you need to start, you know, taking acting classes." And I yeah. study with this guy named Cliff Osmond, and there's some really good actors in there. And I remember auditing auditing a class, and I think that's when we met. Okay. And then maybe we met later in, at the Rosmore spot. But uh, so we met in acting class, uh, Cliff Osmond. Because this was post-after-school uh, uh, session. Correct, because that's where I met Vince yeah, right. and, and Peter Billingsley. <clears throat> and, um, and, and then we all sort of moved into Vince's... Part, uh, he, Vince Vaughn had, an, uh, he had a condo on Rossmore, right there by Melrose. It was a one-bedroom. It was pretty small. And um, myself, Peter Billingsley, you... You were the first guy. Were you really? I thought I was. Mm-mm. Oh, you were in there before I was the me. First because I, me and Vince met in Cliff's class initially, pre after school session, and then I got the TV show. And so let's talk about like, that. Let's move in, and then he went on vacation, and I lived there actually by myself. Right. For a while. By the way, big ups to Justin over here, <coughs> who's doing all of our uh, videography and sound engineering. Can you hear us all right, bud? Cheers, pal. I can hear 
Yeah, just uh, bring just bring the mic close to you. Is that is that good? Haven't you ever done a fucking podcast, bro? Come on. Nah, this is my first. <laughs> is this it is really? my first time. I've never, Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. You've never done a podcast? No. But well, you've done interviews and stuff. I've done interviews and stuff, but they mic you. You know what I mean? Like they like there's like you, a person that like like sexually assaults you and puts stuff on you. Okay, well we're not that kind of party. <laughs> we don't do that here at Jam in the Van. We don't want to get me too on the podcast. So <clears throat> you we we all so we all end up in this acting class together. Vince Vaughn is the sort of oracle. He's the guy who always brings people together. All roads lead lead to Vince Vaughn yep. in our circle at least. Yeah. Um, and then you book a guest starring role on the hit show at the time called Doogie Howser. Right. If you remember Doogie Howser, Neil Patrick Harris. Um, and by the way, Justin, I don't know if you are familiar, but um, when Wolf does our thing, he just will take notes in case we need to put up like a photo. Is that cool? Thanks. Justin doesn't like me. <laughs> He's like, don't tell me how to do my job, right? <laughs> Fucking, I'm a pro, man. That's why I'm back here. Just do your little podcast. So all here. of our all of our nonsense gets edited out. Uh, we'll see what they keep. Wolf, <laughs> Wolf does a pretty good job. Does Wolf edit exclusively or the podcasts? Oh. Ah, okay. Oh, okay, cool. All right, didn't know that. We're new here. At Jam in the Van. Um, <clears throat> here comes Joe Urell and my co-host Blake Barty running late. Um, so Doogie Howser was a big show on ABC, if I remember correctly. It was one of the, it was the biggest like nighttime television well, drama. Not, was not, not the biggest, but it was it was it was up there. It was unique in the sense that it was like it was it was a primetime hit with like a teenage star. Okay, so walk so walk us through the process. Your agent calls you and says, uh, "There's a they're casting a part for Doogie Howser." Yeah, uh, and the the part is what? And then tell us the process of how well, you book that part. Well, it, actually, they had me come in um, first to play like a smaller part. Doogie was throwing a party at the house that his parents didn't know about, and there were these kids that went to school with him that were asking him what it was like to see a dead body. So I read for that first. And I grew up in Ventura County where there's surfers. So the way I did it was like, whoa, dude. Shut that dog up. Hold on a second. Blake's going to join us. Come on in, bud. See, like, this this is is what I'm talking about. This is the stuff that's edited, right? Uh, Well, yeah, we'll probably cut this out. Or maybe not. Blake Barty, Marcus Redman. How's it going, dude? I'm good, man. Nice to meet you. You too. I was like, the thrust is gone. No, it's good. Like no, just jump back into it. Thing. Marcus it is like in the he's thing. in the middle of telling us act like you've been here for a minute. But it's weird now. Now I now it's just weird. So just tell us I'm about tell us go through the process. I was gonna do a whole voice thing, but it got interrupted because we had dogs and stuff. Yeah. So now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm, you know. Bro, uh, this ain't ABC Studios, bro. This is Jam in the Van. <laughs> what do you want? So they come in, they ask me to do the thing. I do it in like a surfer guy voice, right? And so they were freaked out that I did that. Because it's 1990, and, and you don't look like a yeah, you don't look like a surfer. So, so oh, and let's just—you you were saying you grew up in Ventura, right? Born and raised. No, oh. I was born in Philadelphia. That's right. And You're a Philadelphia my, boy. My folks moved out here uh, to sort of help out my grandma, and she was in Oxnard. So this was that's Ventura right. County, so right, right, right. My I grew up hanging out with surfers in Long Island, and so 
I did it like that, and they freaked out. And then I got called into the casting office, and they were just like, how did you come up with that? So then I told them what I told you guys, and they were mesmerized by it, which is weird, but I guess not, because it's 1990. Anyway, then after that, they had this role of this gangster who holds Benny and Dee Dee hostage in the liquor store. Right, I remember that. Uh, well, that was the guest starring was role. Because I didn't get the other one. It was cool that I did that, but they didn't want to hire that. So then they bring me in to be the gangster kid, and then I get that. And, and you rocked it because yeah. because Stephen Botchko says, I like this kid. Well, that's let's let's, let's write him into the show. The funny part is that I didn't know who Stephen Botchko was. So they built like a convenience store set that was fully operational. Mm-hmm. Like smoking machines and pinball, whatever. So I'm standing there, and it's a closed set, and I'm playing pinball. And this dude comes in, and he's, like, surrounded by these women with, like, footboards and whatnot. And he's like, well, hello. And I'm looking at him. I don't know what the dude is. It's a closed set. Nobody's supposed to be in here. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, hello. And then he's like, I don't know where they found you, but I'm glad they did. And I was like, okay, that. thank you. It's a closed <laughs> set, so maybe you shouldn't. I had no idea. It was Stephen Bochco. So he leaves, he chuckles and leaves, and then the producers come back in. They're all freaked out. They're like, Stephen came in. What did he say? What did he say? I'm like, who? Stephen. Like, I had no, it was like my very first, my second, my very second on camera job. So I was very. What was the first? I did a, a, a play of bullying on uh, Family Matters once. I beat up Urkel. Oh, that's right. Hell yeah. That. What a jerk, right? <laughs> Who beat yeah, who Urkel? beats up Urkel? I know. That's what they hired <coughs> me for. So you nail the role, the guest starring role, and then what happens? Botchko calls you, so your, your they, agent, and says, we want to write him as into the show. Yeah, like it was this really strange, almost immediate situation where they call back and they were like, Stephen really loved what Marcus did, and we want to figure out a way to bring him onto the show you know, regularly. So I was stoked. My mother didn't believe it was real. Um, so she actually made me have Stephen Bochco call her <laughs> to tell her that I wasn't lying. Like, I, like, like my word wasn't enough. That right? sounds like some shit my mom would do. Right? Sure, yeah. Like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making this up. She's like, well, I need to, hey, I need to know. I need to. So Stephen, gracious man, is there your mom Whoopi Goldberg? What was that? <laughs> what at a time, that? at a time she was. I yeah. need to know. I need to. Find she, but that's not <laughs> nonsense. This is this is the stuff I'm saying is true. Anyway, uh, so Stephen graciously called my mother, and then she flirted with him on the phone, which okay. was also super weird. What do you do? Do you <laughs> tell your agent, "Hey, I need you to get Botchko on the phone. My mom wants no. to talk to him." This is what's was so cool like about How do you organize that call? The greatest situation is that I didn't have to call anyone but Steven, and I could call Steven. You had his direct number. Personally, I he gave me his information. Damn. Jeez. He was so cool. He was wow. like, "I want you to be a part of this family. I want you to be a part of this show. Here's my office number. Call me whenever." And so I called. I called the office, and Stephen took my call, and I said, I know this is weird. And I, you know, I'm still new, right? So I don't necessarily know this is a nonsense request. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I just know that my mom's on my <coughs> back, and she needs this from him. And he's 
just he chuckled all the way through it. He was so good natured. I I rest in peace, Stephen. Stephen was that's right. Amazing, he passed away. Amazing, yeah, rest in peace, man. And he started my career, and I'll always be grateful to him. He was amazing, and he called my mother, and he explained to her apparently because you know I wasn't on the line that everything was true and everything was fine. And they had a they had a screening for Cop Rock. Uh, before it aired and he invited my mother and father down so that they could see it he was he cop was rock like, yeah what is that so back in the day <laughs> back in the day you just threw it out like like we're all supposed to know what well because everybody kind of made fun of it so uh he had this huge abc deal it was like 10 shows or 10 years or something so he was like i have all this time i could make like 10 cop shows or i could try to do something different so he decided to make a cop show as a musical, and it, it was All right. called Cop Rock. So he hires. That's probably me. why I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, I do. It got made. It got made fun of a lot. I'm kidding. But he but he he, <clears> he <throat> had me do like a small part in that, um, that got edited out. Um, so I could totally just like talk about it without saying that I was in it. But so <clears throat> so he seals the deal with your mom, validates that you're on the show. Correct. Now you're on a TV series, right? It was a recurring character, wasn't it? Yeah. You weren't on it every no, I wasn't, episode. I, but I was, I was, it was weird. I was classified as a regular, so I was in the main title yeah. credits. Yeah, you were on the front page of TV Guide. I remember that. Yeah. Well, not you, but the cast. But so you, it was, it was you were like, there. There was this thing that they had, like, the 10 faces to watch. Right, and you were one of them. Yeah. And it, <laughs> oddly enough, I was on that same list I remember Will that. Smith. He was also one of the faces to watch because of Fresh Prince. Interesting. You and Will Smith have a weird, a weird. Yeah, we met connection. actually. Uh, I did a film called Inkwell that uh, his his wife was in. He came down. Jada, yeah. And did. was so he I cool with him. you, or did he? Did he, he was s- always cool. He didn't slap you. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't <laughs> slap me. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. He didn't slap me. <clears throat> By the way, we haven't. Uh, this is our first time uh, back doing our podcast. Blake Barty is uh, my co-host, and um, if you're just watching or chiming in halfway through, uh, we haven't done this podcast in a few weeks. We banked a bunch of them a few weeks ago, and then Jam of the Van guys went to South by Southwest, and we got busy, went on tour, so we're back. It's nice you're our first guest back, so it's, oh, cool. refre- it's refreshing. Hell yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This is a very cool place. So, so no, thank you. So, um, so you're on the show, and here's the thing. When we, uh, we were all living together in Vince Vaughn's apartment. Right. And I remember we were, like it was a big deal when you booked Do- Doogie Howser, yeah, because now like one of us made it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Wait, like, you were you were in this like living quarters too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You, you've heard you've heard Vince yeah, and Peter. Yeah. I was like this the is the guy. Member. <laughs> no, it's just this story keeps coming together. It seems kind of surreal all, from an outsider looking cyclical. in. I'm like, mm, this, this someone needs to write this book or, or make this TV show happen. Like. There's if, too many good stories you coming watch, out of if this. If you watch past episodes of Hollywood Tales with Peter Billingsley and Vince Vaughn, we all were living together, so everybody has their own story about that right. condo that we all lived in. Right. And I remember when, so you, you remember you told you know you told us, hey, I'm you know I'm I booked Doogie Howser, the premiere episode's gonna huge. come out tonight. Yeah, and I remember we all sat around in the living room. Remember we all had like <laughs> popcorn. We was like a screening, and we were all fucking cheering for you and shit. And it was so a good fun. feeling because a great when somebody in your circle gets a job in Hollywood, it's like, you know, anything's possible. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, 
I'm hanging around these people for a reason. If they, you know, it's not so much like if they can do it, we can do it, but it's like good for him. You know, that means I'm in the right, uh, you know, group of it's like circle of people. It's like yeah. when it gets made, we all get made. Mm. We all get made. That's kind of how, <clears throat> how it was. Okay, so then let's fast forward. You ride the wave, right? You're on a hit show. <clears throat> you do the Inkwell afterwards. Yeah. I remember that movie. Mm-hmm. The, Jada Pinkett Smith. And yeah. who was the kid? Who was the, the, the guy in it? There was, uh, it was Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate. Right. And Jada played his love. Right. Interest. And you were really, you played one of the like buddies or best friends. Yeah. And it was like a kind of like a, you know, black rom com, if you yeah. will. Yeah. But Moy had some heart to it, right? Mm-hmm. And then something happened. And I remember, remember us talking about this. Something happened where Hollywood started to, invite in like hip hop stars yeah, yeah. And, and rappers <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you were losing parts to these guys. Did, did, I, did, I, skip, did I skip a beat? No. no All right. No, so let's go. Oh, you were also in, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, he was also in fight club yeah. with Brad Pitt. You played a detective who like grilled him, or interviewed him. It's like one or two well, scenes. No, well it's, it wasn't Brad Pitt. That's actually a funny story too. Cause right, they well, told me it was Brad Pitt, but it wasn't Brad Pitt. It was Edward Norton. Okay, so okay, uh, that's right. Well, actually, Brad Pitt was, was Edward Norton. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> his alter my, ego, right? For my purposes and for the purposes of every woman that I known at oh, the time. Oh, I see, I see. They were very much interested in shaking my hand, that it shook Brad Pitt's uh, hand, right? But it didn't shake Brad Pitt's hand. Yeah, everybody was very upset with me. You got <laughs> Edward Norton grease on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> so, so real quick. Oh, damn it! What happened? Friend of mine just passed away this morning. Oh no, oh, Jesus! Sorry. <clears throat> oh my God. We'll get back to that. I literally just saw, popped up in a text message. Do you want to stop for a second? No, I'll I'll address it. <clears throat> um. Oh my God, I'm sorry, man. It's all right. Uh, where were we? Oh, sorry, sorry. I no, that dude. literally just like shook me. Take some time. Yeah. Um, no, right. let's let's let, let's just get into it. Um, uh, I, dude, God, I just lost my time. train of thought. Take some wow. time. Can we can we like just? No, let's just keep rolling. No, let's let's just let's just keep rolling. Let me. I'll process it in a second. <clears throat> um. So you. This feels really weird. Man. I know, I know, I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let's, no, dude, honestly. I shouldn't have brought that up. I should no, have just no, no. read just it. Take, it just was like time. a, well, we, I knew it right. was going to happen. I saw it coming. We all saw it coming. I just, you know, when death comes for you, then it comes for you. So anyhow, after Doogie Howser. <laughs> it feels really trivial now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Doogie Howser when you're like. How's my mic? We'll, we'll, we'll cut it. After, after, after Doogie Howser. Yeah, yeah, sure. <clears throat> so, if you wouldn't mind just really talking right into that. Oh, am I getting more? Okay. Yeah, put yeah, it right yeah, up yeah, under right your there, chin. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. <clears throat> um. What was I saying? I got so, some questions so about so Doogie. R- real quick. Just before, I, so I won't lose my train of thought. You get some. We'll go back to your question. So you get some opportunities uh, to audition for like whatever X, Y, and Z role, right? And you audition, but th- what was the? There was a weird moment where you s- were like, "Fuck it, I'm not doing. I'm not gonna 
placate? There was a there was a moment where you kind of walked away from the industry. There was, uh, well, I, it wasn't it wasn't that I walked away so much as it was it became very obvious that you know black actors were starting me anyway starting to feel a little bit obsolete in a world where rappers were getting handed roles and deals so you were getting bumped by rappers basically it was just it was just you know it's a business right so like a black actor that you know has some good credits and some skill or whatever that's fine um but a guy like Ice Cube or Ice Tea or, you know, any iced beverage person <laughs> uh, who has like this fan base, you know, kind of like Instagram now, right? Uh-huh. There's this fan base that they're like, okay, well, if we put this guy in that role, we can safely We'll put butts in the seats. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. The same Sell thing tickets. goes for comedy. Comedy clubs, you right. You get right. TikTokers that are famous and... yeah. T.I., he's not, I don't know how his stand-up is, but he can go to any comedy T. club is, recently. Bro, he's he's, he's got, going everywhere. He's getting heckled. He's, he's, yeah. having, he's, he's actually having a hard time in the comedy world right now because... Well, because it's not easy. Well, he's not a comic, and he doesn't understand, like... But he's everywhere. He's at a comedy club every yeah. day. He's trying. He's but, trying. But, but I'm he's, saying, he like, needs to respect... He, he's got to respect the, uh, the craft a little bit. Or, yeah. I mean, or, or not. No, like, <laughs> no, he'll go... No, he was at the comedy store the other night, <clears throat> and, you know, there's, like dozens of comics that perform in these shows and he's on stage and he's like a lot of comics posted it on social media he was like running the light 20 30 minutes right. I, well, I think people are bitter if you're a good comic the same thing you're a good actor and then you have someone come in because they have a following and then they're like oh yeah go on stage because you're no famous. that's fine it's fine to go on stage if you have a following but don't run the light well that too it's a, oh right 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 yeah okay. don't go yeah. why are you doing an extra 20 minutes you know there are other comics you're not you didn't do the work Right. Do the work and be professional and, and you know, adhere to the rules right. of the comedy club. When you get the light, that means wrap it up. Not right. in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> right. It takes a minute to wrap it up. <laughs> and by the way, I've been guilty of that. I didn't wrap it up right away sometimes. Right. You know, comics are known to run the light. But right. he, but he's, like, doing it, you know, very inappropriately, and it's not cool. He's like, he's Will Smith and people. Is that a term? <laughs> It's a it's a verb. Is it a verb? Yeah. Uh, so anyway. So yeah, no, it was, it was a, it was, it was, it was the way the business was going, at the time, um, and I just, it became it became a bit exhausting because I enjoyed the process of auditioning, but it just sort of became very exhausting because I would end up having conversations with producers after the fact, you know, and and. You were great. Should have hired you. It's like okay, that's awesome. Thank you. I can't take. I should have hired you to Bank of America. Yeah. I, you know. So I, uh, <coughs> I, I, I started to delve into writing. At that point. <coughs> so it wasn't necessarily like oh I'm walking away. It was just it you're was, shifting gears. Well, I it was I I didn't want to become something that I wasn't. You know, I I had actually gone on on an audition, and there was an actor there that I knew, and he had shaved his head, he had like put like caps, like gold caps in his teeth, he had like altered his speech. He was a completely different guy than the guy I knew, and um, 
I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that for a specific role, or just he was doing that, rocking that role. In, well, in no, general. he was. I I saw him at an audition. <clears throat> oh, but he didn't like. That's not his everyday look. No. Okay. No, it was like a thing. He was like doing this thing, which I understood. But why not? That's, like, that's what, look, I know. used to get flack for playing. Uh, terrorists right. and movies and shit from my community. Right. <clears throat> but like Italians don't get mad at Robert De Niro when he plays a gangster, no, at a mobster. You know, Irish people don't get mad at Jack Nicholson when he plays a mobster. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, you yeah, know, I don't for, begrudge for, it. for me, it's act, but weren't, I, wasn't there a moment where you were just like, I don't want to take these roles that were being. Well, quote unquote was, yeah. offered to you. I mean, that was the thing. It was you didn't just, want to be stereotyped as a black. I, yeah, it wasn't. Actor. It wasn't exactly. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't what I did, and it wasn't who I was, and I didn't want to. Do, oh, I know what you're talking about. Boys in the Hood. No, no, no. It was, what? It was after Boys in the Hood. Wait, I love Boys in the Hood. Let's get into they that. They offered me Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Yeah, because I played the gangster on Doogie, and like Doogie was a known show, and it was a whole thing, and then they sent me the script, and I like. No, no offense to anyone involved. I, I couldn't read it. it. I mean, it was so, uh, it was so slang filled, right? That I couldn't, I I couldn't make sense of mm. it. Um, well, the movie's you know about uh, <coughs> gangsters and oh content. yeah, no, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't, I don't, I don't begrudge it. I don't, you know, it's not like yeah. I have any issue against it. It's just, it just, it wasn't for, it wasn't for me, you know. And then, and then, and then know, it went on to become Ice a hit Cube, movie. Ice Cube, a rapper, do got read, that part. Do you read Reddit? No. Oh, yeah, you had the, the part of uh, Doughboy? Dough yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I don't, because it's not, again, it wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to do that. You know right. what I mean? Like, I wanted, I honestly, I wanted to be Jamie Kennedy in Scream. Like, mm. That's who I wanted to be. You know what I mean? But that guy, that <laughs> guy didn't look like me. Yeah, you know, so. you know, yo, you can always do voiceovers. Nobody knows what you look like, right? You can sound like white surfer from Ventura, right? Yeah. What well, have you ever? Have voiceover. You, you should. You should consider. I did a voiceover. Reconsider. I did, I did a. Uh, I did a. Uh, I did a cartoon where I played the 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 hero and the villain. In in just the Justice League, it was called. So like the hero had my voice, and then the villain had his voice. Nice. That's what I'm saying, dude. Hell you got yeah. a career. Yeah. What was your question earlier about Doogie Howser? I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot it. How old was he on, on the show? 42. No. <laughs> okay. No, Neil was Neil's like just these couple of years younger than me, so I think Neil was 17. Like he really was yeah. like a, a teenager on oh, the show yeah. then. Yeah. And was then he was, nice to work with? Neil was great. Was he yeah, doing magic back then? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Because I, I tripped out when I went to the uh, Magic Castle and they were talking about him. and Big thing with him. Yeah. It was the magic, and he was also, uh, he was a very talented pratfaller. That's funny. Like, like John Ritter? Oh, dude. Like, we would all be walking in the set, and then Neil would fall down, and everybody <laughs> would flip out. I used to do that shit. Did you know he, he was gay back then? Because he didn't come out until later. I don't, I don't think. You don't think he knew? I don't think so. You kind of know when you're. Well, I don't know. When you're coming up, you kind of know. <laughs> this is gonna get me canceled. My name's Clem. That's between them. <laughs> you know, I love him. I'm, I'm just, a big fan of his to this a day. Very cool dude. Yeah, he's he funny as was, fuck. Um, we, we he would go to lunch a lot. He was a huge fan of um, of of 
of Broadway soundtracks when we go to lunch. Oh, well, that wasn't a mm. fucking hint? Not for me, because I was still <laughs> new, man. I, I mean, thought it was cool. This guy likes Broadway soundtracks? I thought it was a, I thought it was a cool I thing. It was, was something thing. different. I'm it was a huge fan of his. Not, I love him. I had not experienced anything like that before. I was like driving in a car with a dude that was the star of a show that I was on, and I was like having the time of my life. It was it's crazy. Great. It's not right. like I attributed, you know, things to it or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't think people were thinking about that. Yeah. <clears throat> so then you um, no it's a question <laughs> no I mean I like to read it was a big lines. deal I mean when he came out I mean it was a big deal you know I was I was in the news for him because once once that happened well he became more famous not only that <laughs> but like the work that he did he got better and I think it's because he was able to just to be comfortable in his own skin yeah. sure yeah look I came out as a Muslim and um <laughs> I feel really good. Like when I act now, I really get into it. You know, oh my I was claiming I was claiming you know white Christian for a while, you were, I and I was hiding behind this, you know, this mask. Was that when I, you were driving around with that fucking big old snake around your neck? Your Do you remember my the, my oh, yeah. my python? I remember. I know yes. it sounded weird. Do you remember my python? I want to no. see a fucking picture of that. I have one. So Let me, it's at my mom's house. He I would, had a fifteen foot Burmese he python. Would this all at the house in Riverside. We would all be like drunk and high, and then he would put a rabbit in the cage, and we would just sit and wait for the fucking. I'm good. Snake no thanks. I know. I don't know. <laughs> I went through a phase. That was a really <laughs> weird. I, I, thing. You know what it was? Uh, it was almost like a godlike, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because you are playing God when you do shit oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. And you know, when you're 16, 17, that's your way of kind of looking back on it in retrospect. <clears throat> you know. There wasn't any. I don't know if anything good came out. Of that. <laughs> well, not for the rabbit. Not for the rabbit. Well, That's the circle of life. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. So let's cruise into the writing. You you um, you yeah. you don't hang up your guns as an actor, but you're like, you know what? Yeah. Let me transition into writing, which you're great at. We've worked on a couple of things here and there together, um, and you have a great understanding of dialogue and script and story and characters. And then you just decided to write your first script, which you told me you sold, right? To yeah. us, yeah. We sold with Columbia. Right. It was. It was. It was. Um, well, I again, I attribute that to Stephen, because Stephen actually brought me into the writing process while I was still working on Doogie, because I did Doogie with him. I did. He would. Murder you Run would. You would go in the writers' room. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, he made me a part of it. That's so interesting. That a lot of actors don't get called into the writers' yeah. room. Yeah. Well, see, again, that's what I'm saying. Like Stephen Bochco was such. A huge father figure for me, and so he would he would let me in the writers' room, and then he would let me in the editing bay, so I could see like how things were like mm. cut together. He let me shadow uh, directors for NYPD wow. Blue and in all of this stuff, and I think maybe in retrospect, he probably was like you know, he saw maybe something there to do that. I didn't see it. I was still blinded because you know. I was gonna be Mr. Actor guy. Um, well, you were nine, what nineteen at the time? Twenty? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so I did three shows with Stephen, and then um, when I got to this point, uh, I decided I was just gonna write a screenplay. And my my thought process was the thing that was holding me up I, I, in my head. I thought it was myself, so I was like, I'll just write a script that I'm not in, mm. and then it'll sell. And I guess that belief <laughs> made it happen because I sold the first script that I wrote. Damn. Um, and I was like, it's going to work because I'm not in it. If I was in it, that would be the holdup of it. 
Right. So taking myself out of the equation, it set up, and Columbia bought it, and it was. Uh, did they ever make it into a movie? Nah, never. It never. Uh, it almost <coughs> did. The director got in, interested, but then, as we started the rewriting process, you know, we were new writers, um, and we did our polishes. And then they got really excited about it. And then they wanted to bring in a more established writer to, like, you know, take it over the top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we got let go, which is actually a good thing. Because then it was like, oh, my God, you got it. It's going next level, yeah. Yeah. But the new writer, (laughs) because of the WGA regulations, you have to write 51% different stuff in order to get full credit. That's Mm -hmm. weird. So she changed a bunch of stuff. Try to script. write all your stuff out. And then the studio was like, where's all the cool scenes? Yeah, where's, where's the movie? And so then the that whole thing kind of fell That apart. sucks. But, but you sold a script. You sold it. And yeah. that happens a lot in Hollywood. Studios have enough disposable money to say, hey, we're going to allocate you know, $10 million a year to just buy just scripts. And yeah. some of them might go, some of them I mean, I don't know how. Not. I mean, that was the spec market back in the day. Like The spec market was hot. I don't know how hot it is anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, how did you like pre-Marvel? How did you learn the format for the scripts? The right reading scripts on my own. Just reading scripts. I mean, I just had them, and then like it was just literally like asking a writer, like, "What do you do?" And they were like, "Oh, you just get Final Draft." Mm. And then I was like, "Oh, okay." So you get the software, you put it on the computer. I mean, I had that advantage just because I had been reading scripts since I was seventeen. Yeah. So I knew what they were supposed to look like, and because of Steven and being in the writer's room, I knew, you know, building characters and advancing plot and, you know, just all that stuff. That, that seems <coughs> like the hardest part is to build the characters in the, the script. It's, you, sometimes you just kind of get hit with an idea, and then sometimes you just take something. I called myself the Diddy of screenwriting. Because I, <laughs> I, I was just taking 80s hits and, like, changing them. So, like, the first script was basically just, like, Fatal Attraction, but I put it in college. How many scripts have you written? Hmm. Total. Including the one that you wrote with me, the Google Me. Not Google Me. What was it called? Yeah, Google oh, Me. Oh, the one, the, the, the TV show? Yeah. <laughs> Remember the pilot you wrote? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. He wrote a pilot that I came up with for an idea for his TV show, and he wrote it in, like, 36 hours, yeah, something damn. like that, like fast. Well, because once you get an idea of what it is that you're looking for, for me anyway, it just sort of yeah. clicks in. Well, we also kind of have shared like yeah. visuals and Yeah, and I know and your stuff. voice. I know what yeah. you're trying to do, what you're trying to say. I know the relationships it's based on, that right. kind of thing. We wrote, it was two. There, was, there were two. There was one that was set in Malaysia, and then there was another one. Um, what was the other one? The other one was about unsupported. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know why I forgot about? That. I know. <laughs> That's why I'm not elaborating. <laughs> I'm, I won't go any further. I, I had a very bad relationship with the girl, and Marcus and I wrote a script about it. Mm. Well, he wrote it, but I, you yeah. know, where's it at now? Sitting Ooh, on the shelf, collecting somewhere. dust somewhere. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe go back and uh, revamp that. Now that everything's yeah, a little something like that. I like I the name. I like the name. Unsupportive. Unsupportive. It was pretty cool. Probably to answer. I, I think question, I've heard a little bit of it. A hundred. You've written a hundred scripts. Over. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So, we're right now. If you, if maybe, if I don't know if it's okay to disclose this, <laughs> you're writing a graphic novel. No. Oh, it's not a graphic it's novel. Just a novel. 
just a novel. Yeah. But it's like in the so 350, 400 page yeah, it's realm. 359 pages. Of, it's my, my first serious <coughs> novel. I wrote a novel before, but it wasn't serious. But this is a serious novel. Mm. This is actually making the rounds within the publishing world and stuff. So. Awesome. With your uh, screenplays, what genres do you, or you just whatever ideas Everything. you have? Everything? Like, I literally have a catalog that's like every genre. Like horror movies? Everything. It, wow. I, I can't think of a genre that I haven't written in. I've done the romantic comedy. I've done the sci-fi. I've done the horror. I've done the action. Can you lower comedy. your voice a little bit more? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Just joking>. <laughs> no, because you talk like. No, really I think they adjusted. They, we were I, I'm sorry. Is that I'm, Justin? Is that why? Is that why the mic's like all the way down my throat? Because I have a. I'm sorry. <laughs> If you could put I'm it sorry. right into your esophagus. <laughs> Can we just I'm implement trying to, I'm trying, implant I'm trying to be an adult. I'm trying to, you know. No, no, I'm just joking. But um, uh, have you done anything? I know you said sci-fi. Have you ever done anything like, you know, action hero related? No. That's the only thing I haven't done in terms of that. Like, uh, I've done action stuff and action comedy, but I haven't done like a hero it's maybe the book, kind of, sort of. The book might fall into that category. Nice. But the book is, it's its definitely, it's its a historical horror that um, has a supernatural spin on a very dark period in American history. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. So it's... Movie? You see it in, as a movie? The people that have read it do. <laughs> the people okay. that have read it see it as like a movie or or, or a television series. But it's um, it's exciting. essentially uh, it's set in seventeen ten, in what is now South Carolina, and it is about a slave who is desperate for freedom, as almost all were, um, who through a set of unbelievable circumstances becomes a vampire creature. Oh, I already love it. And so he builds a supernatural army to take back the plantation and to free his people. It's like Django meets fucking World War Z. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, all right, so that's what you're... I, I know that you're that you're knee deep into that right yes well it's the first book is a standalone book mm -hmm. um but it is the first of a planned series of six. Oh, sweet oh, wow. so because you know for me i've always thought you know i've always loved the vampire genre but i've never understood the hiding from humans mm. you know like if we all go to a barbecue right and there's meat on the grill we don't hide from the grill because we're going to eat from the grill. I think they don't want to be hunted by Wesley Snipes. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, what's your favorite vampire movie? Oh god, there's so many. Honestly, and this will sound weird based on what I write, but it's probably Lost Boys. I'd love that movie. It's genius. Kiefer Sutherland, it's Corey, was it Corey Haim? Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. That's right. You get both of them for the price of one. All those stars, and yeah. And it's like the quintessential 80s movie. It's the perfect 80s movie. Like, you couldn't put that movie in any other year than 1987. 80s killed it with movies. <sighs> they, 80s, I thought the 80s best, was the best yeah. movies and music. They put so with, much effort into everything. With the exception <laughs> of most 
Asian characters. The Asian characters in eighties movies were yeah very stereotypical. Yeah. Oh, like uh, Data, Indiana kinda, Jones. Yeah, they were kind of screwed, and like all Goonies, the John Hughes yeah. Goonies, right? You know that was unsavory. But they but made a comeback. Still. Crazy Rich Asians. You know the yeah, Shanghai movie. Great. Yeah, Asians are blowing up right I'm now. I'm a huge fan of like Asian entertainment. Yes, like the K dramas. Yes. Singaporean shows. Have you seen uh, The Man from Nowhere? No, I have not. Watch what that. Is that? Is that a K? K yeah. drama? Yeah, yeah. Nah, okay. Well, it's a yeah, it's definitely a drama. Okay. A, I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm very a K-pop. Dude, the writing. Oh my <laughs> Watch is, that movie. They're not, they're they've been disbanded now for a minute, but for a minute's got great music. They got disbanded. Yeah. Oh, really? Why? Sometimes the contracts just end. Right. Like they like sign them for like seven years, and then um, you know they just the contracts end, and then they don't sign up again. And it's like kind of a rev- revolving door mm-hmm. in K-pop. So. Like in like in sync and Backstreet Boys yeah. and that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually they they they'll disband and then the members will end up going into acting and then they'll be in. Have you Asia. traveled to Asia ever? No. I haven't. Oh, you'd love Asia, man. I told you I lived there for two years. Yeah, yeah. You said you weren't coming back. You know what? He I, says he's leaving. I every wanted time to I give. To <laughs> he's going back. <laughs> I'll go back. I'll go back. Um, I thought I was gonna. I had a five year plan. Right. And it lasted two. <laughs> um, uh, but I'll go back at some point. But yeah, you'd love the food, the culture, the yeah. beaches, no, the, I, I'm, the city. There's a big city life there. I really want to go to Singapore because I'm just an enormous fan of Singaporean television. You'd like Singapore. It's, it's like squeaky fucking clean over there. Yeah, that's why you can't. Like you don't see up, trash. Right? Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a true thing. You can't no. spit it out. They cut your, they <laughs> you cut your fucking tongue off. <laughs> I know if you get caught with drugs, the sentence is um, death. Wow. <clears throat> because the first time I flew to Singapore, um, the we were we were about to land, and the the you know flight attendant got on the microphone or whatever intercom. She's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for flying. You know, so and so airline, Malaysia Airlines." We'll be descending into Singapore shortly. Please put up your trade tables and seat backs. Singapore is a beautiful country. Please go see all the sites and uh, things to, to do. And just for the record, if you are caught with uh, any illegal Did drugs... Did you work for this fucking airline? <laughs> the fuck? If you're, if you're caught with any... If you're, hey, don't ruin my bit. Fuck, did I just get heckled? Jesus, fuck. Oh, it's a bit. Okay. He goes, no, it's not a bit. It's a real thing, but you <laughs> fucked it up. It was a flow. It was a flow. You're, you're fucking... Flow. My, it's called ebb and flow. That was an ebb. Right. Yes. She goes, if you if you are caught with any illegal drugs on your person, the sentence is death. Enjoy your stay. Damn. Damn. It was that matter of fact. And I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> I think the first time I heard about Singapore, they were talking about people getting caned, right? Was that was it's, that in Singapore? I think that was the caning. But Singapore's yeah. weird too because they have a whole prostitution, like it's it's prostitution is legal. Straight up in oh, your face. You okay. can <laughs> you can, you know, go Hold to a this profession, but you can't have marijuana. Right. Um, and what was the other thing? Yeah, like any illegal drugs, basically. But I thought, I don't know. I feel like all those countries, Asia, the Middle East, they're a little, they're just a little bit hypoc- hypocritical in a lot of ways because they're like, you know, like in Malaysia, they're like, no marijuana. You know, you'll go to jail for ten years, but you can fuck your twelve-year-old cousin. Like that's okay. No, I swear to God. I mean, I'm not uh, making this shit up. That that that, <coughs> that feels weird now. What? Uh, <laughs> hey, Justin, how are we? How are we? How are we on time? 
43 minutes. All right. Um, Let's talk about what's next for you really quick and then wrap it up with your best Hollywood tale. Um, next is just working on these books. I'm making the the transition into um, being a novelist. It's, I just really enjoy the process. I love it. Um, so, I'm, I mean, you know, it's, I still have all these scripts. It's, you know, if anyone's interested in them or, you know, I still have that stuff. I don't mind... Um, you know, pursuing it if an opportunity presents itself, but I'm sure I'll be turning a lot of them into novels. Nice. I love it. I love the process. Is acting in your cards anytime down the road or in the future? You know, if if the opportunity presents itself, it's something I've always loved. Yeah. Um, Would you write something for yourself ever? I have. I have, but I think, you know, it's it's a different world now, so you kind of have to have a little bit of some juice from somewhere else. Be- especially because I don't, I don't really have any interest in like going through the whole auditioning process anymore. Yeah, I can't fucking stand it. I can't. I, I just don't. I just don't have that. I would rather just be working on my books. Yeah, you know I feel I mean? you. Um, but you know, if 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 it becomes a situation where I'm like, you know, this author that's like well known, and people go, "Hey, weren't you an actor before?" and then comes, like, I, I'm sure, absolutely, I would do it. But I, but my my focus is going to be. Yeah. Tell Joe to books, shut up, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shut up, Joe. I feel like there's been a lot of interruption. There was just a lot of traffic and dogs barking. Are you okay, dude? Are you are you all right? Yeah, I'm gonna when when we when we wrap up, I'm gonna take a break and just make a quick phone call. But I'm all right. So tell us tell us your best um, Hollywood tale, and then we'll we'll be out. All right. Uh, I don't know if this is the best or not, but it's something that has always been funny to me. I don't know if it'll be funny to anybody else, but we were hanging out with Vince. So I was like there. Vince Vaughn. Let's just go ahead and drop that oh, name. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Vince, Vince, <laughs> I'll pick it up. Let's Vince, drop it one more time. You want to throw some credits in? <laughs> Swingers, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, um, that guy. Old school. Right? The tall dude. So, uh, so he was my first friend in L.A. and living there with him. Um, going back and forth, actually. This is before we were living together. We would go back and forth and hang out. And so I was supposed to meet him at the Wakanda. Um, so I meet him there. He's not home. He comes driving up in that beat-up Beretta he used to have, and he, like, rolls the window down. He yells at me. He's like, get in the car, get in the car. I just heard the greatest song ever. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I get in the car. He's like, dude, I just heard the greatest song ever. I was like, what's the song? He's like, it's a Prince song. I was like, okay, cool, Prince. He's like, yeah, it's like, eh, eh, eh. Oh, I got a live one. I'm like, this sounds like nothing. Vince, that <laughs> Prince would never do anything that sounds this horrible. I don't believe you. So he's like, we're going to drive around. This is back in the days. This is before, like, you know, Spotify and all that. And you had depended on radio for your music. So he's like, we're going to drive. It just ended. We're going to drive around until they play it again. So we literally <laughs> drove around Los Angeles an entire day. And had this like really cool adventure, and met up with people, and like went to Pink's, and stood by the car with the radio playing just to make sure we wouldn't miss the song. Oh my god! It never came on, but like this is the kind of thing you could do in the nineties. Right. It was like a whole day of like going around the town and like Tell sightseeing. What Pink's is. So Pink's is this iconic hot dog stand that always has a line around the always. corner. It's everybody. Comes, it's like a it's like a tourist attraction even it's right. like a huge thing and we used to live like right by it <coughs> right. We lived like two blocks away from it right so we would always go to Pink's every day so we went to Pink's and I had to stand by the car listening to the radio while he Just ordered the dogs <laughs> and then he comes in so we're eating the dogs we're listening to the thing 
So I was just that. No, no, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I'm telling you, it's gonna be. It's gonna blow your mind. It's gonna blow your mind. And we drove around till it was dark, waiting for the song to come on. And I was like, Vince, I just, I don't. A believe you, and B think that this is gonna happen. So, so he drives back. He's all depressed because he was so <laughs> jazzed up about this song. A whole day. He's like, like depressed right so we get right up to the driveway of his condo building and the song comes on and he loses it you know and he's like ah baby <laughs> baby come on now so now we're driving to hear the song and he was right it was a great song it was bad dance <laughs> it was bat dance and, and vince was, has awesome. vince definitely has uh commitment yes he'll see something through until the end of time to make sure that he listens to the song or gets the deal done or yep. makes the thing happen whatever yep. it is he always sees shit through that's a funny story yeah um well thanks dude Thanks for having me. You want to you want to come back and sure. do it again, or maybe sit in on the other ones that we're about to there's, there's, fire off. There's more whiskey, right? Yeah, hang out. Okay. Marcus is going to come back and join us for uh, I think our next podcast with Joe. He's just going to kind of sit in on it. Okay. Um, in the meantime, I don't know what episode number this is. Anything you want to plug? Talk about? You forgot all you do. We haven't. I haven't seen Blake in a couple uh, <laughs> in a few weeks, so we need. We have a lot to catch up on, but. Yeah. We are, it's too, you're not going to see this by the time this airs, but we are at the Chicago Comedy Bar this weekend, Friday, Saturday, four shows, up and coming shows, uh, Ontario Improv, August 10th, you can just go to improv.com, Ontario Improv, August 10th, we have Dallas, Fort Worth, September, September, 30 and October 1st, that's right, September 30th, October 1st, Dallas, Fort Worth, Hyenas Comedy Club, and the Seattle Comedy Club. Sep- September. September nine ten, I think. It's two weeks before. Two weeks before. Anyway, go to my Instagram at Ahmed Ahmed Comedy A H M E D twice Comedy for all my postings and stories. And you are at at Blake Barty Comedy. What? You Instagram? Want to plug your Instagram. Oh yeah, sorry. It's just my name. It's just Marcus Redmond. M A R K U S R E D M O N D. I, I try to be interesting. Hell yeah. Sweet. And last but not least, uh, the Axis of Evil Comedy Tour is doing our 15-year reunion, uh, May 13th, Friday, May 13th, at Sea Legs in Huntington Beach. Just go to Eventbrite and type in Axis of Evil. It's myself, Miles Jobrani, Aaron Cater, uh, Crystal Marie Denha, and hosted by the one and only Omid Singh. We are potentially shooting this as a special, so tickets are already selling fast. Hope to see you out there. It's in Huntington Beach right on the sand, facing the ocean. It's a cool place. And um, get your tickets. Access of Evil 15-year reunion show. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm excited. All right, guys. Uh, welcome uh, to our fucking cool studio. And we're out. Jam in the van.